Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So meditation is something that I really struggle with. As a person who suffers from ADHD and CPTSD, it can be near impossible sometimes. However, there's not just one way to do it. It's a much more nuanced practice than I thought. My guest today is a meditation coach and all-round inspiring individual, and we are discussing all this and more. Okay, so it is 2003. Do you know what? we? I was saying this to Felipe just before we started. We haven't done an early noughties, or I don't like noughties episode. And I'm quite excited about that because the noughties were a very informative time for many of us. Troubling <laughs> in a lot of ways. I hope that some of my listeners out there remember Heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huge magazine and um, the terrible, terrible things it did. Um, but 2003, uh, I just started secondary school. Um, but in this moment, we are in Manchester. And what was the street called again? Deansgate. Deansgate. Deansgate for the Manchester listeners out there on Deansgate. And we are in a ladies' bathroom. The year is 2003. And in this moment, why do you think you've got no friends? Wow. I'm in an office block, Bathview. It's quite a nice office block and I'm at work. And in this moment, I had the worst anxiety that I can ever remember. Right. I can't even tell you why it was. I just remember what happened. Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk forward or to the side. I was in the bathroom. I was having some sort of freak out on my... It wasn't even lunch break. I think I'd excused myself from my job in the office. Right. And um, I couldn't... I couldn't function. I was, you know, all the normal stuff like palpitations, yeah. anxiety, awful thoughts. But I, 
I went towards the door and I couldn't walk forward. And then I thought, well, go back in the cubicle. And I, I couldn't go in there. And I was sort of turning in a circle, yeah. thinking, I'm malfunctioning. This is not, my body's not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. And, and it was absolutely awful. It's strange when we discuss anxiety and the ins and outs of it and how it actually feels, because obviously there is no part of me that ever wants anybody else to experience that. And there's no part of me going, oh, I'm really glad you did that. But there is such comfort in in knowing that someone else has experienced what you've experienced, the exact symptoms of it, because it's so very difficult to observe it as a as a thing um, and not be overwhelmed by it and be able to separate yourself from it. And when someone else has experienced it, you're like, oh my God, you've had that too. It's not just me. It's not, yeah. it's not that thing of being, of going, you are not your feelings. This is not, this is something that's happening to you. Yeah, and that, yeah. Was, that wasn't around at the time. No, there was no. no. Meditation was not, I mean, meditation for me in 2003 would have been an idea from the 60s. So I didn't know about it. Yeah. I was always really spiritual. I used to pray. My hobby when I was about four was praying. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I watched my mum once lose an earring and she was looking everywhere. She was getting upset. And then she sort of stopped and said a prayer and I said, what are you doing? Yeah. And she said, uh, I'm saying a prayer to find it. And then it turned up really soon after near the stereo system. And I remember thinking... What? So there's this power that you can tap into. What? And my favourite program was Gem, a cartoon called Gem, which right. is about a girl who had a secret power. She turned into a, I think she turned into a singer and a music producer. Oh, fun! And I was like, what? So basically, I can be Gem if I just practice <laughs> this. So that was me. I was done. I was like, right, off I'm just be praying in my room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I really started, you know, becoming quite spiritual, really enjoying praying. Mm. Nobody else did that at school, so mm. I didn't really talk about it very much. Mm. So I was always really spiritual. But as far as meditation, just wasn't, we weren't taught it. We didn't know about it. It wasn't very commercial. It mm. wasn't, it just wasn't a thing. Mm. So I was anxious, mm-hmm. you know, and the best thing I knew to do was, you know, try to say my prayers and be a good person. Yeah. But, um, I mean, now I'm lucky enough to have a meditation agency. Yeah. And a company that does teach it. And I'm so pleased to be able to help other people know how to, control their mind yeah because I didn't know how to and it was horrific it's funny you talk about the praying thing because actually um I used to do that but I did it in a a, a, like an OCD way Mm. that um when I was at boarding school I had to pray and do the same prayer and list the same people and do it in the right order yes and if if I didn't do that then something would happen or I I I was doing something wrong or I was bad yes but my mum once lost her, she had this diamond ring and she lost it and she was really sad. And I remember going to school that day and in assembly praying that she would find yeah. the ring and then coming home and she'd found it in, the, found in the rubbish. It. And I was like, similarly, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not rocking prayer. I'm the biggest prayer out of anyone. I know <laughs> I absolutely adore it. But what I've managed to realise is that whereas I was praying to something out there before, mm, mm. You know, after so many years of meditating and, um, you know, I like to study neuroscience as well. I realised that it's not that what we're going to call it. This is such a, I never know what to say, so I'm going to say how it, higher power. Well, that's the, what I do. Yeah, yeah, the higher power. It's not out there. It's it's inside you. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's where all the good stuff comes from. When right. you realise that, you know, there's not that divide. It's, um. <clears throat> so when you talk about higher power, do you, you see that from coming 
from within. I definitely believe it's out there as well. Yeah. But when I was growing up, I thought it was like a big face in the sky. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Up there. Yeah, tiny tubby, tiny tubby baby in the cloud. Yeah, just to have like a nice bit of chat. I had been diagnosed with OCD and I used to do that prayer that you would do Mm. where you have to list all the people. And if you left one out, they were probably going to, something was going to happen. It would be your fault. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't understand what I was doing with it really. Um, But now that I'm older, and also not to say that it's not helpful to imagine a big face in the sky. If I do that, which can be helpful, Mm you know, I'll make him, I'll make it him because I grew up in a Catholic school. So mm-hmm. it was always he. And so that sort of voice that I would imagine would be a male voice. Mm-hmm. So I'll make some sort of grey haired, good looking face. Oh, yeah, you hot. know, if I need to. Yeah, well, it's hot. Obviously. Uh, yeah, just to make it a bit more fun. <laughs> just to make it palatable for everybody. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, often I don't do that. And I know that where I'm directing, uh, my intention is inside myself and that's mm. I find that that's more powerful mm. well I guess there's a certain amount of um uh I've discussed this a lot on the podcast before of I find it very very difficult um to confront people um I find it very difficult to hand over um emotion or responsibility to somebody else um and I keep it all inside to um, to basically just control it, to have some kind of control over this over this thing, and uh, I realised that by doing that, um, I'm actually being quite controlling in a strange way for other people because I'm not allowing pe- other people to feel what they need to feel, um, and then sort of came to this realisation, which is not completely radical but was radical for me of going oh I can't control other people I can't I can't force anybody else's hand the only thing I can take care of is myself and the only thing I can change is myself and the only thing I can control and what I hate the word control I hate it because it sounds so there's so many words um that come up that have such different connotations things like control or surrender yeah. or vulnerability or um even manipulation things like that it's that they, they they're often really ugly words and a lot of the time they're really they're really not um but yeah it's it's funny mickey's my higher power <laughs> your cat mickey is my cat mickey he's my higher power um i think mainly because uh, I I spent so much time not being able to move and not being able to get up or even take care of myself or do anything. And Mickey, when I got Mickey, I was like, well, Mickey needs to be fed. Mickey, Mickey needs his litter changed. Yeah. Mickey needs water. Mickey needs attention, otherwise he's going to sit on my face <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, not survive. Actually, and just like mickey mickey needs mickey needs me and um it was this thing of going there is something else outside of me that i can put my energy into um and that but that's part of the uh the aa alcoholics anonymous program as well as mm-hmm. of just like, having an, a higher power outside um when when this thing happened in the in the ladies loo because I've had that when you've literally been paralysed by fear and anxiety. Yeah. And um, I always feel it like, it's like my nerves wobble. It's like my arms go weak and my legs yeah, go yeah, weak yeah, yeah. and I can't, I, like it is literally 
like being paralyzed. And I think for anyone who hasn't experienced it, go like, oh no, no, that, that can't that can't happen. But people who have experienced it go, that's exactly what it is. You are completely paralyzed. So painful. So painful. So painful, so distressing, sickening, completely yeah. sickening. Um what happened? Can you remember what happened in the moments after that? I I don't. This is going back like how many years? Is it twenty years, years ago? So I was about twenty. Mm. Um, I think I probably rang my mom. I probably went back to my desk in some sort of like, uh, you know, sort of head down, wipe mm. your eyes scenario. Mm. Um, but also through that time in my early twenties, I would probably try to just party that sort of thing away. Oh yeah. So I mean, music is really helpful for the mental health. But going out partying and sort of being destructive to your own body, very fun at the time. But, you know, as a medication, it's not. <clears throat> it prolongs and distracts. Uh, yeah, it really does make it worse. But, I mean, I spent years doing that um, oh, no. because I didn't know what else to do. Of course, but it's a natural thing and it's like a... a um, it's it's part of the culture and it's, it's, very, it's very accepted as a thing. Um, but I always say that this stuff is... This, treat this stuff like a bear hunt, like going on a bear hunt. You can't go over it you can't yeah. go under it yeah. you can't go around it yeah, yeah. you have to go through it you do you have to go through it you've got to treat this all like a bear hunt and going out is and getting trashed and distracting 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 it works um momentarily yeah and then but it does it does prolong it and while if you don't do that you may feel things more heavily at first but it does shorten the process so much and mm. also makes other it's far easier to manage. Yeah, yeah. My twenties, I worked as a dancer for about ten years. Did so you? Where did you did dance? Tell me about your dancing. Um, Bloody love a dancer. Well, I mean, I wish I could say, well, if I was a ballet dancer, I was I was a podium dancer, so oh, I would do sick. this season's in Ibiza or Greece or the Canary Sauce. So I was nocturnal. Mm. Um, yeah, I was just hiding from. You know, I would just be awake in the night, mm. dance as a job, be asleep in the day. Mm. I sort of avoided um, dealing with why I was anxious and all the time just sort of tried to be a good person and kept my spiritual health good. Mm. But my physical and mental health wasn't right. And it was only when I, one of my best friends, Lisa, she gave me the book, The Power of Now mm -hmm. by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle, got it oh, upstairs. God, Eckhart, we love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Power of Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gave me that. And then that's how I um, realised about presence. And um, I started practising that. And then I also, I'd moved into a job um, when I had my son. I became a learning and development coordinator, sort of climbed the ranks after I finished dancing because once I had my son, I couldn't be a dancer anymore. Mm. Um, and then, so I worked on this national contract and I um, was put in charge of mental health. And because I was very spiritual and I was learning about meditation, and my job was to be able to condense ideas and make them teachable. I started studying with a trauma therapist from the London Maudsley Hospital, which is a neuroscience hospital. And she taught me all about presence, which is a meditation with your eyes open, mm. a way of controlling your mind. I couldn't believe it all. We started rolling it out nationally. The feedback was amazing, like better sleep, improved relationships, mm. um, higher self, a sense of self-worth. And I knew that that was, you know, the way. And it's through years of meditation that you sort of go inside and see what's in there, mm. that you sort of start to understand everything. Mm. Um, and I was able to look back at past experiences. And I know this podcast is also about shame um, mm. 
And when I look back at, I was able to look back on things that I thought that I'd done wrong and understand them as part of um, an outplay of situations. So things that, mistakes that I had made growing up, you know, and I think it's Brene Brown, isn't it? She says, shame is when you think you are bad and guilt is when you think you've done something bad. Exactly. It's um, the difference between guilt and shame of guilt going, um, guilt is when I have stolen something, shame is I am a thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, whatever other circumstances, shame yeah. is fully believing and letting it encompass you, whereas guilt is the, yeah, exactly. There's so much you can say in that. I mean, you could write a dissertation just on what we've just said, but we'll try and mm. narrow it down. So, <laughs> narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've not got time, I'm sorry. Um, so, let <laughs> me get out your manuscript. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've written one. Hang on. That's what the bag is. Chapter one. <laughs> So basically, what it is, is it's because my brain's split in two ways and I thought, should I talk about meditation? As in, like, you come back to the fact that, you know, the only thing that you actually are is alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you could, my brain sort of went over to the spiritual side and the sort of God side where most religions point to the fact that whatever it is that they're calling God, I think it's just that, that there is this I am and mm -hmm. it's just life again. So either way that you go, mm -hmm. it's just that you are there. So if you... If what you believe is that you fundamentally you are alive, then you can't be, you know, a bad person because mm. you've come back further than that. Mm. So then you look at what you've done. Okay, is it is it not shame? Is it guilt? And then if you if you do think, okay, well, I shouldn't have done that. I think guilt sometimes is actually quite a productive yes, emotion. I agree. I agree. Guilt but, is far more um, beneficial than shame. Is yeah, well. but it's yeah. something to like have as a hotel stay. Don't put a down payment on it. Yeah. You know, just it's a temporary thing. Yes, yeah. I shouldn't Ooh, have done didn't that. Didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One star review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just convert it. What lesson would you have had to know? What would you have had to know for that not to have happened? And yeah. then instead of feel guilty about that past situation, give yourself a chance to apply that lesson in real terms in your present day mm, mm. and then you've converted it already mm. and also when you've made a when certainly for me the things that I look back on and I think I wish I hadn't done that and I do feel guilty mm. you know the reason that I make most or used to make most bad decisions was through fear yeah and anxiety mm -hmm. and then why was I anxious it was probably because unfortunately I had grew up with a father who had a has a really big struggle with alcohol right but then you know I'm not going to blame him because he's like that because his mother had a terrible terrible time when they were all young so it it's not that you have to blame somebody you just understand that things are happening as, as an outplay of, you know it's just this pattern yeah. where things are just pouring forward in in time yeah and then if you take the lesson out of it and apply it the guilt isn't necessary anymore it's um I said this the other day actually someone was like finding the root of the root of trauma, the root of problems is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Mm. Over years and years, it has grown and it's mutated and it's different and people have found their own ways of coping. Yeah. And yes, some ways are better than others. And there's a huge amount of, there's a huge amount of darkness um, coming before us, coming from our family. And I felt very angry about that darkness, very angry about what has come before but then looking at it as a way of going they have that dark they are holding on to that darkness so I don't need to have it do you know what I mean there's sort of this 
they're, they're almost holding that darkness for me so I can take the light away from it. Bless you. Um, and it's helped with a lot of... Oh, my God. Are you going to cry? I want to give you a hug and then I'll probably... <laughs> It's helped with that. Oh my guys, sorry, I'm very emotional at the moment. I just get it out. Hormonal. Um uh it's helped with a lot of anger um towards family and and other people to uh almost see them carrying carrying that darkness so I don't have to. What do you mean by carrying the darkness? Sort of like almost showing through no real effort or fault of their own showing you what not to do yeah um and they've done that so you won't do it yeah. um it's very complex sort of very complicated i'm sure i have a better way of describing it it's i think i've, I've talked a lot um about generational trauma before and how things get handed down um and often it's uh it's the people who appear um, going, pointing out what's wrong that get really shunned from the family. And I don't know if it's an actual thing. I should look it up, but I call it the Cassandra complex because my best friend kept calling me Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra, Greek mythology, who was cursed by Apollo, Philippe. <laughs> I think Cassandra was cursed by Apollo to see the truth and see the future, but her curse was that no one would ever believe her. Right. Um, and so it's uh, it's often really difficult feeling like you can see this darkness and you can see this truth, but a lot of the time if you say it, people will be like, oh, she's, like, she's crazy, because everyone called everyone thought Cassandra was crazy. Everyone called her crazy. She's always the crazy one, and, if you, and a lot of sort of like bad productions of um uh of Agamemnon Agamemnon there's the attractions Agamemnon and Cassandra comes on and it's just like loony with like wild hair and it's like and it's just like the crazy one in like a ripped dress yeah and actually I just think that she's like the most sane one there being like guys I, I can see what's going on yeah if you go you're, you're gonna die if you do that and people are like, nah, she's crazy. She's she's crazy. It's so difficult, isn't it, putting mm. yourself out with anything in mm. case you think people might think I'm mad. You know, I've oh, got yeah. to be really careful um, in my career to keep it because mm. I'm the director and there's well, there's twelve meditation teachers and there's thousands of people coming through the agency now. Mm. I think in the next month we'll have done another thousand people. Wow. But they're, they're contracted within the parameters of the brand so that what we're teaching is um, we're only teaching things that have been proven to be effective in clinical trials. So, mm. you know, even if some of them believe it, that they may have um, clairvoyant gifts, they've contracted, there can be no clairvoyant aspect to any class. Right. The parameters are really, really straight for awake so that it's really highly ethical so that the service we're delivering is not only consistent, but it's real. Yes, okay. But then I have, you know, there's the spiritual aspect, which there aren't many clinical trials on. Mm. Um, and I have to make sure that what I say or what I teach in the Higher Power course, which is online, which is basically how to... And I don't like the word control, control your mind, mm. but separate your mind from your conscious awareness. Mm. 
So you've got a part of your, a formation in your brain that's about the size of your little finger and it's a bundle of neurons. And basically, it, because we pick up so many uh, bits of data, millions of bits of data every day, you have to be able to filter it out, otherwise you would overload. Mm. So in, a, in the same way, if I said to you, have a look at anything brown in the, you know, take 10 seconds and see everything brown in the room. And then everything brown would begin to pop. Yes. And then if I said, close your eyes now, tell me everything green, you wouldn't really know what to say because your brain filtered out green and yeah. made brown pop. Yeah. So that is what your brain is able to do. So if you meditate, you're able to control your mind, decide what you want from life, like set it in, lock it in, in your mindset, mm. then your brain will, in your awake time, in your awake meditation, start to make those things pop mm. and filter out from your perception the opposite of it, mm. Mm. Um, which is what is taught in the Higher Power Course, which you can get at awakemeditation.co.uk. Um, but I've got to be really careful because you've got to be able to say things in terms of making sure that the masses can relate to it. Otherwise, mm. you you risk yourself being alienated where people don't understand you. So yeah. I'm really far down my journey, but yeah. the brand of awake meditation has to be really accessible to everybody, yeah. no matter what part they're at. One thing I wanted to ask you about is because I suffer really badly. I've got really terrible ADHD, got really bad uh, CPTSD, um, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I've discussed it quite a lot um, before on the podcast. Uh, for those who haven't listened to the episode of trauma, PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, usually occurs from a singular event or an assault or a car accident or some kind of um, bereavement, potentially. Um, and you suffer with the symptoms of that. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder is when that situation is repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. And so therefore your amygdala is constantly on high alert. Mm -hmm. That's a real nutshell explanation. Mm. Um, but I find same way when I when I go to sleep, I find it very difficult. In fact, I can't unless I am completely, I am so pooped that um, I'll fall asleep on the ground. Unless I have something going on, like playing in my ears, I find it very difficult to sleep. So you're trying to distract yourself from it? It's, um, I find that the minute I'm given quiet, because I've... I've tried, I've, um, I've really tried meditation. Um, what type of meditation have you tried? Headspace. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Do you know, I've never even been on Headspace. I know. No, which is crazy, isn't it, in my field? But I'm so busy doing what I'm doing, I don't, I'm not sort of looking left or right. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. But what I would say is if you're in fight or flight, which is your sympathetic nervous system, yeah. which is your amygdala, mm-hmm. the only way to calm it down is to go into your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's really easy to do by focusing your attention within your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, even right now, if you sort of put your hands out mm-hmm. and then send as much like get as much attention and awareness as you can possibly gather mm-hmm. and feel the inside of your hands not the outside of your hands but so that all the nerve endings and the cells begin to really fire and you hold on to that feeling say for five seconds mm-hmm. I can guarantee while you were doing that I mean you don't have to do it now but yeah but you're not thinking of anything so you're beginning to move towards rest and digest so if you through I mean, I can't talk for all meditations through a weight meditation. You can learn in the stage one course online mm-hmm. how to begin to do that with your body until you can do it all over. Mm-hmm. That is what presence in is mm-hmm. to be in your body. Mm-hmm. And so you're living in your parasympathetic nervous system. You're living not from a stance of brace, yeah, but you're living in, you know, your rest and digest and then your perspective on everything changes. Um yeah, I'm I am really terrified of the quiet. Um mainly because of the complex trauma that I feel the the minute I try to quiet my brain, it's like the opportunity is taken by um flashbacks yeah. and uh because my ADHD as well, I just I'll, I I won't even notice my brain changing and suddenly I'll be somewhere completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and uh, I struggle, I struggle with it so much. And I think if there is a way to do it, because um, when I look at meditation apps and and uh, I've, it was Max I was talking to this about, about this too, um, about going, I feel as as someone who who talks so um, readily about mental health and the ways we can help ourselves, I find it, I almost shame myself for not being able to do it because of the the extreme benefits it, it provides. And my sister is a huge advocate. She does it every single day. Yeah. Um, but there's this thing of going, I can't do, I feel like I can't do it. So therefore I'm not, I'm not trying hard enough and have really shamed myself for that in the past. Um, but I think if there are ways to go, like you said, even for five seconds, uh, that it's actually. Have you heard of DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy? No, I've heard of CBT. Mm. So CBT is thinking your way out of a situation. Mm. DBT is um, doing your way out of a situation. Yeah. So DBT um, means. Uh, if you are in, and I wish that, I really wish there was another word for triggered. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like things, the words triggered and traumatized get thrown around like bloody sweets at a pantomime. I listened to your Max Selwood. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was driving up to Cheshire. This is me being like, oh, yeah. I can't meditate. <laughs> I can't no, no, no. It. I just mean, you talked about triggered and yeah. people throwing words around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the. It, it's it's I, I don't like the word triggered because I feel like it's overused. Mm-hmm. Um, and same way with traumatized, when people go, "Oh my god, that was so traumatizing." I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, that's yeah. what Max and I was doing. Yeah, was it, like, yeah. Was it OCD as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's so OCD. I know. Nope. I've just got to hoover that again because I'm OCD. <laughs> like, oh, okay, right. Max, like, mate, have you have you ever thought about 
Punching a baby. <laughs> You're Throwing right. a baby down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's true. Visualisations I used to have, the only comfort I can offer you, I'm sure I could offer you lots of comfort, but in the next minute, yeah. is that when I was young, I used to suffer so much, you know, mental health issues, I've had them. In fact, I don't know about much about ADHD, so mm. I, and I'm pretty sure I haven't, don't have that. But mm. OCD, chronic anxiety I was um, diagnosed with and the visualizations you know my mum could be talking to me asking me if I wanted peas or beans and mm. I would just you know see something horrific like I just stood with an axe in her head or something yeah, awful yeah, yeah and that. I don't know why mm. but I was just so anxious that you know it was just and I used to tell her I was open about it and say mum mm. this and she would say I mean, bless her, she, she would say, try not to worry so much, babe. And I think, oh, mm. thanks, Mum, that's really helpful. <laughs> try not oh, to worry so much. I even hear that still. But no, she was she is a wonderful mum. Mm. But at the time, I didn't know what was going on. But I can only offer that I now don't experience any of those things or mm. anxiety or mm. shame or guilt because I'm able to see my mind really clearly and mm. use it. You know, awake is not about finger pinching mm. or sitting up because I'm really lazy. The idea of pinching my fingers for an hour is like, mm. I mean, this microphone's yeah, really... Yeah, already what is that? <laughs> yeah. like, so. This is really heavy. Yeah. Um, but all I can say is that you you can get to the other side completely mm. and all the answers that you need are in your body. Mm. Mm. They're in your body. Your body is your best guide. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... I'm so scared of it because... Um, Actually, it was it was strange a couple of days ago. I had a real wobble. Um, and I think it's important that I do say that. Um, I had a real wobble on Friday night. I think it was Friday. Um, an- anxiety bubbled to my eyeballs in a way that it hasn't properly for a while. And I started, and it was like it, it started how it always starts, where you go, I feel I feel a little bit weird. I feel a bit weird. Well, that's fine. And then suddenly, within five minutes, you're hyperventilating. And yeah. my heart, literally, it was beating so fast. And it felt my chest, it does this thing where it feels really weak. And I can't grab it. And I texted Max Selwood going, hey, mate. <laughs> when, you, when you had your, when you thought you were having arse at that time, like, yeah. you didn't feel like this. And within one minute, the phone was going and uh, it was Max being like, hi, mate, you all right? And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And and I think it is really important that uh, I go, I still still really struggle and I still have these really terrible moments because um, I think there's there's a danger as being someone who speaks so much about mental health, we said that people kind of think that you're a Jedi who has all the answers and is is fixed and healed. And it's, it's not, I think it's important to go, we still need to do things and put things in place that you still need, even though you are teaching it, you still need to do it yourself in order to just like pass it off. I still really struggle and have really bad days and I need to put things in place to be able to, to help deal with those things. Um, and I find that really difficult because the moment that I begin to shut my brain down, or not shut my brain down, but calm my mind, like I said, is when the, these terrible flashbacks come in. And it's always something different. They're always playing. They're always playing a new movie. 
um, they pick up something different. It's something that I maybe have forgotten about. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that thing. Um, and I feel... I feel in those. I feel so much shame. I, I'm, I'm very afraid. I'm very afraid of what happens when I begin to quiet my mind. Um, and what you're saying is that things that happened really in real life, yeah, or things you're yeah. imagining, the complex trauma things, mm. um, and the 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 shame I have surrounding things that happened before I went into recovery, um, and things like that and I I still find it very very I'm still finding it very difficult to forgive myself for the past um and I I get I'm I'm afraid of meditation because I'm afraid of what's going to be presented to me in those moments well you it's you can learn with your eyes open yeah you know and if your eyes closed is quite a big one but yeah what would you have I mean of course don't tell me what it is that you see you don't need to mm. what would you have needed to know for that situation not to have happened. I mean, it's it's sort of everything, really. Um, I don't feel like I really, truly started living any kind of life until I went into recovery uh, just over 20 months ago. Um, I think I was, I was undiagnosed, really, really unwell, um, really unwell, and had brain damage that I wasn't that I didn't know about, um, and it's very, it's a very difficult thing to say that you have uh, brain damage because uh, people. People are quite afraid of that. They get very, very nervous of things like that. It's the, the experience that I've had um, that... Hi, <laughs> next. Oh. Um, so Mickey's joined the chat because he sees him crying. Um, and it's a, it's a sort of living that life for, you know, nearly 30 years, completely, completely uh, in survival mode, very unwell. Um, having to reprogram that and literally parent myself and become a new person uh, is obviously the most incredible gift, and I'm so I'm so grateful for it. But uh, everything that came before that, I'm still struggling so much with. Even though I know, I know that a lot of the choices that I made um, were coming from place of literally. Uh, not being able to make rational decisions um, mm. and uh, being so deeply unwell that I couldn't, I couldn't understand what, I couldn't understand the consequences of actions, um, which is another side effect of complex trauma and, and trauma is that you, if you have lived in a situation where everything is bad, you, you can't see consequences, you don't have the ability to see consequences because things have always been on this cycle of, of bad um so you're just living right now in the this this thing feels good this thing right here feels good so I'm going to dive into this because because yeah. things will always be bad um which is why I think there's some 
alcohol and drug addiction and everything plays a role in it because you're trying you go, to numb it. Exactly. Yeah. And you're going, this thing right here feels good. And um it's a, a feeling of of not existing. It's when your if your if your body, uh your mind, everything has been so brutally used by other people or just in life, if that has been um, so abused, you disassociate from yourself. So when I was drinking loads and taking those drugs and self-sabotaging and self-arming, um, it was like it didn't have an effect. It wasn't going to have an effect because because my body didn't belong to me. Mm. And the way that I describe it is uh, as being, being as as literally is as breakable as like iron but at the same time as real as a unicorn yeah you at the same time are unbreakable and don't exist so um <laughs> Mickey um so it's it's only when you go into recovery really of understanding that you're a real living breathing human and um, really precious as well. Really and precious. Really. And not precious. Like, oh, you're a bit precious. Like, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Human beings are so incredibly special and precious yeah. and amazing. And you, Felipe. Yeah. Producer Felipe. <laughs> it's so important to understand how beautiful and precious you are. Mm. Above everything, you're alive your source is life and you are incredibly incredibly i could cry <laughs> very very special and all of those things that you worry about and the memories or the future projections they are on top of that like clutter and underneath is <laughs> really really life itself there's no getting away from that i don't need a clinical trial to prove that you're very very special and you don't need to worry Oh, it's a reminder of that. Um, my uh, my sponsor said to me the other day, she went, um, she said, you, you know you're amazing, right? Yeah. You know you're amazing. Um, what you what you did and what you what you came through, you're you're amazing. And uh and I immediately, as so many of us do, went and she went, can you just take the fucking compliment? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like when somebody says, oh, your chop's nice. Like, oh, no, this no, no, is no. shape. It's oh, only five. Like, oh, no, no, yeah. I got it out of the garbage. There's nothing. Yeah, she sounds like a good um, woman. Um, I'm sure she was right. She's amazing. And uh, she is amazing. And um, and uh, she was like, you do not give yourself an, enough credit. Um, and and she's like, you're amazing. And my my boyfriend says it. He goes, he goes, you're amazing. I get very, like... I don't, please don't say those things because the way that I hurt people in the past unintentionally, like it was always, it was never malicious. Yeah. It's not malicious bone. It's yeah, just yeah. like a a time of being really sick and not being able to understand. Yeah. Um, as much as it seemed like I could because I was still doing life. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. still hanging out, still mm. being a shit ton of fun. Yeah. Um, but just completely... Um, basically out of my mind. Um, yeah. The way I unintentionally hurt friends and and people, um, 
uh, whenever anyone says that you're 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 special, you're you're great. You think I'm, oh, like, I'm not? I know I'm all not. that stuff that you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the minute that I quiet my mind for meditation, it's like it comes in going. You think you're a good person? Remember when this happened? Listen, I mean. Wait till you have kids. <laughs> Wait till the guilt that's coming when you get kids. Some of my most awful memories of things that I feel terrible about, about are, are the way I've acted. I mean, I've not done anything really awful. Nobody needs to call social services or anything. But the, some of the things that give me the shivers the most in terms of memories of the last, say, 10 years is just how I acted in particular situations because I was so... I mean, I'll give you an example if mm. you want. Don't if you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's okay because it's productive. Mm. My, I think my son, I think we started it. Um, I, had, I think I had a three-week-old baby strapped to my chest. So it, my daughter was on my chest. My son was probably about seven. And mm. I think it started because he wanted to have a lollipop. And I said, don't have the lollipop yet. But he ignored me and he, and he just opened it. And then that sort of started something. Mm. And it escalated, I can't remember how, to him running off. Right which he'd never done before. And this was in the absolute thick of COVID when you oh, thought shit. if you touched a leaf that you would probably die. Yeah. Like we were like not touching anything, don't go near anyone. Yeah. So he ran off, he ran across the road with cars. <gasps> and like the baby was there and I was like so frantic. And when I, it sort of, you know, went on for a bit. And mm. when I got him back, I was so worried that he was going to run off again. And also my mind was playing like, oh, if he runs off now when he's 15 and you tell him not to get in a drug dealer's car, he'll probably get in a drug dealer's car, you have to control him. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm losing control as a mother. So then I think I only said the words something like, don't run off again or you'll be in a lot of trouble. But I think a lot of trouble came out so loud yeah. and I was pretty close to him as well. Yeah. Like if somebody gave me a snapshot of that happening, you would just, I would, it would be mortified that yeah. I lost control like that. And, yeah. it, and he was very upset. And that replays sometimes that I did that. Yeah, I really shouted at him in the road through just fear and anxiety and I yeah. thought he was going to get killed on the road. Um, but when my mind goes there, yeah. I think, what what did I... First of all, I understand why I did it. I was scared. I'm allowed to be scared. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I am a very good mum, yeah. so I'm not doing that to him now. That is a memory in the past. And what did I need to know for that not to have happened? I needed to know that my anger in that moment... And, and trying to make him get home so everything was right. I was trying to push us into a future scenario for everything to be fine because if we just get to the future, it's all going to be fine. Mm. You know, oh, hi, Mickey, approves <laughs> of what I'm saying because I must have some good vibes going on. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, forcing a future moment is not going to help. Yeah. And you've just got to sort of accept and be and try and not be afraid even when things are difficult. So... And I do apply that and I've convert that awful memory all the time. Mm -hmm. I did it, I think, uh, on Sunday. We went to go to this football match and my daughter was running around. She just wouldn't put her leggings on. Mm. And I was getting more and more. And, I, and in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to miss this football match. I miss so much already. Mm. I'm going to be a terrible mum. I'm going to be like, he's going to think, oh, my mum's always like, and I was getting more like, mm. Aurelia, you need to put your, your leggings on. Just come in. Aurelia, I've asked four times now. Please put mm. your leggings on. And I was getting, and I thought, my personality is going to switch. I'm not going to be nice. And I remembered the lesson that if I push us into a future moment mm. where she needs to put her leggings on and then we'll be on time for the football, that everything will be fine. 
But really it wouldn't because she'd have got upset because I'd have lost my rag. I'd have been stressed and we would have got there on time, but we would have both been in a bad mood. That mm. wouldn't be good for Callum anyway. Mm. So I, I was like, I remembered the lesson. I converted the guilt again in real time mm. and I just let us be late. And she probably tidied her dollies and then put them on, but we both got there in a good mood. Mm-hmm. So you've got to sort of understand your worst fears have got a lesson in. And if you can work out what the lesson is mm. and keep the lesson with you, because... Nobody needs the girl. You don't need it. Nobody else needs it. It's, mm. it's, it's non-productive. If you can work out what the lesson is, that becomes your friend and you've converted it. That's one of the wisest things that I think has ever been said on this podcast. Yes! <laughs> you <laughs> won. Oh, I'm really you won, pleased. You won oh. the prize. <laughs> um, I think that is actually truly, that's a really, truly glorious way of I've never considered that um of creating this future moment um and not only really seeing this like zenith um that could happen and not applying all the other things that will happen if that if, yeah yeah if yeah that, if you get the one thing that you want which is yeah, on time. Yeah, yeah. but it's crazy how quickly our minds can um Escalate and, and catastrophize, and in the space of a split second, oh yeah, it, and it's you can go, blah, 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 yeah, and yeah, it happens yeah. in an instant mm-hmm. of all of this thing, all of these things happening, and you immediately believe them and go, the only way to rectify this is if we are on time and we yeah. need to do this immediately. Yeah. Happened, and you forget all of the other things that will go into it. Should that should that be the case? Um, so I'm going to ask you now my favorite question. I talked a little about meditation and anxiety and, and the benefits of it but what are the, the things about you as a person that you really value and cherish and love um i'm really i'm grateful of my courage because mm. when i was younger um i never used to say to anyone i didn't really talk to my friends i believe in god or i'm spiritual you know it was quite a quiet thing and the more I realised that meditation and spirituality and, you know, all of this, mm. awake meditation, I've got to really put myself out, out there and risk alienation and people thinking, what is she going on about? Mm. I've got to be really courageous to do it. But I'm doing it and nobody is doing that. People are telling me that I'm helping them, mm. which is great. So I have to be courageous. And I didn't think I was a very courageous person, but it turns out that I am. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, and in my life, I'm really grateful for the f- set of friends I have and the people that I have in my family. Mm. They're really inspiring people. They're, they're not necessarily like, like me. They're all really different to each other, but they're all really pursuing their passion and pushing it and, and doing extremely well in their field. And I find that really inspiring. Mm. So I'm really lucky and grateful for the people in my life because they keep me going. That's kind of that. Actually, is pretty much the next question, which is that we have a little portion we call thank you letters where we ask mm. you to express gratitude for mm. person, place, or thing, or one of all three. Just one. It, or we can do it with as many as you like, really. Um, but your family, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really grateful to my mum mm. because she is a really good person and she taught me to be really questioning mm. and she gave me a permanent safe space to try to figure everything out. And she's um, she's incredible and uh, part of me. And 
please God one day, mm. I'll make my daughter feel like that. Mm. Mm. Love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and where can we find uh, awake, awake meditation and your business? And well, we everything? do public courses. Mm-hmm. You can get private teachers. So lots of people want um, teachers in their homes. You know, they might do it as a family. They might do it as a single person, a couple. They you know get it every Wednesday night or whatever. So that's across the home counties and throughout London. Um, you can do it online at awakemeditation.co.uk for businesses with really well in the corporate world mm-hmm. we got the award just lately we got corporate well-being specialist of the year oh, for london and southeast yep we did that um and we're in schools so if there's any people listening out there that you know are part of a school we can do 300 kids in a day we've got quite a few schools coming up next week uh yeah you just go to awakemeditation.co.uk if you want to start now you go to the online sessions tab Stage one is there. That's your how-to guide for any beginners that don't know what they're doing. Stage two is more spiritual. And by the end of stage three, you know everything I know. I've condensed it and it's there. It's ready to go. Um, I will link everything below. So please, please just do a little scroll down in the bio and you will find the link. But thank you so, so much for joining oh, us today. You. This has been it. such a joy. And thank you. Sunny, there's only the really good ones that made me cry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you're in, you're in a, I mean, they're all amazing, of course, but you're an elite group. Oh, you're great. an elite group for, you. for making me cry. Um, but thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.